Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe in Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. He's at the four. NASCAR. Green flag waves again at the World Center of Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the PIN 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. And a pleasant, good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. Hope you're uh, getting ready for a good holiday week. We certainly are. This is show number 221. Um, so welcome aboard. Just a, just a very quick announcement that we'll get right onto the agenda. Um, it, it sounds like Bill has been getting a lot of concern as regarding yesterday's Lunch Bunch show. Bill and I have uh, been working together over the past 24 hours. And uh, I think you would agree, Bill, we, we think we have the problem fixed and that that won't happen again. I think you would agree with that. I hope so. If it I won't be so. happening. But we do we do have an agenda for today's show. <laughs> then we'll have a whole to... bunch of hosts to be named <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there you go. Chris, tell us what's coming up today. Yeah. All right. And uh, November 22nd here, and uh, that's a date uh, that all of us of a certain age remember very well, unfortunately, <laughs> 59 years ago for the assassination. But anyway, uh, happy Thanksgiving to everybody, and, uh, you know, we, we're going to run through this agenda, and it's going to be a busy agenda because we've, uh, we weren't here last week. So and we're not going to go over everything we would have last week, but we certainly need to talk about some of the stuff we would have. So we have our panels we're going to do. Then we're going to do the oh. NFL uh, we're going to do college sports, go with football, mostly football, maybe a slight amount of basketball. Then uh, baseball, the NBA, and the NHL. And as far as our local teams are going, uh, things are can't be going much better. Patriots are now 6-4. and four. They're in the playoffs at this time in the sixth seed. I don't know if they're going to stay because they have to play Buffalo twice. They have to play Minnesota coming up. they got to play Miami. Uh, they, they've got the schedule gets much tougher now than it's been. But, uh, you know, they, they won a crazy game, and we'll talk about that when we get to the to the game. Basically, they won it because the Jets uh, didn't they, – they played to lose, the Jets. They're punting – you know, they, they shouldn't have even been punting at that point. They, they weren't even trying to win the game in regulation, and uh, they got what they deserved, I think. And apparently the, Bruins, the Jets have said today, Chris, that they are not – not committed to Zach Wilson starting next week, so apparently no. somebody has, somebody has been upset by a performance. Yeah, uh, the Bruins have won their first 11 home games uh, in the NHL schedule, and that ties the record of the 63-64 Blackhawks, who didn't win the Stanley Cup, and the 21-22 Florida, Florida Panthers, who didn't win the Stanley Cup. So it doesn't necessarily mean anything. You can have all the great regular seasons you want and still not win. Uh, They're 17-2, and two, though, with 34 points and leading the league, and the Celtics have the best record in the NBA. They uh, lost last night. They've lost two to Chicago, two to Cleveland, but they're 13-4, and four, and uh, they had won nine in a row so things are things are not bad here a couple of national things before we uh, turn it over to the host to be named later rick swan the uh, gray cup it was toronto beat winnipeg 24 23 in saskatchewan in in uh, regina saskatchewan where the rough riders play that game rotates like our super bowl does and it's usually the sunday uh, after thanksgiving just all depends on how it falls 
and uh, Winnipeg was going for a three-peat, and they didn't get it. So Toronto won. They won the uh, the most uh, championships in the history of the league. There have been 109 uh, Grey Cups. So, uh, you know, they've been around uh, really longer uh, than the NFL to some degree. And and soccer, we've all been talking about USA soccer. I did find out, I asked Miss A, when that game is on Friday between the United States and England, it's going to be 2 p.m. once again, as it was yesterday, when the U.S. Uh, had the draw against Wales 1-1. And uh, the group that they're in is England, Iran, Wales, and the United States. And two can come out of that group. I think there are eight groups. Then they go on to single elimination and so forth. So that's how that worked. But uh, we uh, we did – I listened to the game on uh, XM. But, Robert, we were, we were talking, and then we'll get to uh, – just to help me finish my panel with this, we, we had talked about it uh, offline. Robert, uh, what about the uh, the coverage of it? Basically, they're using the Fox television coverage on XM. Uh, yeah, you're, uh, if you're going to listen on Sirius XM, you're going to hear the Fox TV coverage. Now, for those of you that have TuneIn Live, and this is where TuneIn Live might come in handy, you might be able to get Talk Sport British coverage, which is a heck of a lot better than U.S. TV coverage on radio for blind people. If you can, if you have access to TuneIn Live, that would be the best way for you to listen to the World Cup because both Talk Sports stations in London are covering it. Matter of fact, they, uh, they moved their entire stations over to uh, uh, Qatar. So, um, and I imagine, Robert, the reason that they're using the Fox TV in, in the United States. I imagine it's something contractually, if I were to guess. Yeah, now, uh, the, the way they do soccer otherwise, um, the soccer station on Sirius XM will pick up the British coverage of, of everything else. So, and of course, when they have MLS or whatever, uh, that's covered, you know, by the, by the, own, the team or, own announcers, yeah. or, or whatever. So, but yeah, no, uh, the way they're doing it this time is going to be bad for those that can't see. Well, it's not good. As I said to you, Robert, or somewhere, it's not good for anybody. You're in a car and you're trying to follow the game. And if you don't know all the players, I mean, I figured out that we, especially if you're playing, you're not playing a team like Iran. You know, I figured out that we had an Adams and they had a Johnson, but I couldn't tell, you know, which was which. So, you know, if you don't, we don't know the players if, if you haven't been following it. Right. But anyway, let's move on to uh, our, our uh, host to be named later, and we finally have named him even later than usual, Rick Swan. Hello. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Um, I think the Giants bubble finally burst this week. Uh, you know, I can't, you know, if, if they end up eight and nine, nine, I can't complain. I got to think of what I was thinking at the beginning of the year, but I think they're in, they're in real trouble here. They're, they have, they have the toughest schedule of anybody going forward. And uh, Washington looks to me like they're coming on strong. I got, got a feeling they're going to pass the Giants for that last playoff spot. And even the the injuries just keep on coming. We lost to Dory Jackson for four to six weeks. Our best cornerback. Back and, and with McKinnon already gone with a stupid ATV accident, that that's a real problem. And we finally get a receiver that's doing something. The rookie Wando Robinson, and he's gone now for the rest of the season. So it just it doesn't look good. But uh, I'll take what I can get. Um, that Patriots game, Chris. You know, yeah, I heard a stat that the Jets in the second half averaged 2.8 inches per offensive play. Okay. I mean, that 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 made the World Cup look exciting offensively. That was ridiculous. Um, and uh, Celtics, you know, like you said, Celtics and Bruins. The Bruins are amazing. I don't, I don't understand that. I want to congratulate Patrice Bergeron on his 1,000th career point last night. You know, I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen a better all-around player than he, he does everything. He scores, he passes, he wins faceoffs, he kills penalties, he's on the power play. There's nothing he doesn't do. He, he's just a, a consummate pro. And just one quick mention because we weren't here last week that two weeks ago the the Buffalo Minnesota game 
probably the best game of the regular season. I, and But, you know, it had me thinking. If you remember at the beginning of the season when we did our picks, I said my original Super Bowl pick was Buffalo and Minnesota, and I said that they would call up the game that somebody has to win. And there were times in that game when nobody looked like they wanted to win it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's about all I have. What's up with you, Kerry? You know, though, I guess, Rick, if, if the Giants finish, say, 8-9, and nine, at least they're going to finish better than what the Rams and the Packers and teams like that are going to. And those are teams who were supposed to do well and haven't. So, yeah. you yeah. know what? There, there's at least positives there. Um, I would I would imagine with the Rams, I will be surprised if Stafford plays much more because uh, he's back into concussion protocol now for the second time. And usually if it's the second time, they keep you there for a little longer than they would have. So we'll see. But I, I think the, the Super Bowl champs are probably not going to go to the playoffs and defend the Super Bowl this year. But uh, the Iowa football team may very well make the Big Ten championship game. And if they do, that'll be like an NFL team playing a junior high team because whether it be Michigan or Ohio State, that will be a disaster only because (laughs) Iowa cannot score. uh, They scored 13 points on Saturday to beat Minnesota 13 to 10. But you know what? The West is the West, and somebody's got to represent them. And it looks like if Iowa beats Nebraska, which that would be a colossal upset if they didn't, um, they're going to go to the Big Ten title game. And of course, now we have basketball underway here, college, and uh, the high school basketball season has started here. And notable there is there's now a shot clock in oh. Iowa high school basketball. There's a 35-second shot clock, and uh, mm-hmm. I think it's about time because we had teams that would go around and there's a four minute overtime period you'd see teams that would hold the ball for the entire overtime and that's that's just not good to watch so i think fans are going to like the shot clock but yeah. on that note let's go to indy and bill um the colts or the colts they are the colts they find you know good teams find a way to win colts find a way to lose they had that game in hand, and because of leaving, what is it Chris says and Rick says, leaving points on the field, that's all I can say. And we'll talk about that more in the NFL, but not much else is going. We got the machine back up, and we're very pleased about that. It took a new hard drive, and I've started the process of installing a new backup computer so that things like this don't happen again in the future. So there we go. Take it away, Robert. Well, um, in my panel, I'm going to do a little bit of complaining about my defending champion, Gold State Warriors basketball, not because of the way they're playing or anything like that, but I hate this load management business. Now, the Warriors have 15, they, they're, they're scheduled for 15 sets of back-to-back this year, and that is most in the NBA. In the, the Warriors' management and coaches have decided that in those back-to-backs, the real team will play one game, and then the substitutes will play the next game. Perfect example. On uh, Sunday, uh, we won our first road game in Houston because we started the season 0-8. So everybody played in Houston. Of course, uh, we ended up winning. Well, what did they do in New Orleans last night? All of the big superstars sat out. And we played nothing but uh, reserve and backups, and they even called up people from the G League. And uh, Steve Kerr said after the game that from now on, whenever they have a back-to-back, on the second half of back-to-back, this is the kind of team you're going to see. And I, I, I just, 
I don't like that way of coaching or running a basketball team. It's wasn't wasn't there talk that they were going to do something about that because they were talking about you get a game and, and you don't see half the team you're supposed to see when you're buying tickets or you're watching they're, a game on they're, TV? They're only, they're only going to enforce something, Chris, when it's nationally televised. If it's, oh, not, nat- if it's okay. not nationally televised, they're not going to care. You know, okay. Uh, you know, and I, I think it's disgusting. Now, look, I, I understand with Clay Thompson, he's been out for two years because of major injuries. I can see him missing back back, but you don't need to sit Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins and Draymond Green. They're perfectly healthy. They don't have injury history. I, I, I don't. Uh, that's. I mean, the reason why we lost last night, one twenty-eight to eighty-three, is because uh, the team wasn't represented. You know, I mean. You're giving team games, and later on in the season, the games you're giving away may mean something as far as playoff seating is concerned. So, anyway, that's my rant. Go ahead, Sean. All right. Well, a couple things. First of all, uh, for uh, TalkSport and TalkSport 2, you can listen on regular tune-in. You do not even have to have tune-in live. So you can listen free on regular tune on the free tune in. So just because I've listened to boxing over there and other stuff. But anyway, all I'll say about this FIFA thing, they make they're so corrupt. The organ the governing body, they make the NCAA look like the Salvation Army because the whole beer sale thing, no beer sales banned at the last minute after they signed a deal with Budweiser. There, you're going to see more train wrecks coming out of this World Cup over the next month, and it'll be fun to watch. But you know, the outside the soccer stuff because will be more entertaining probably than soccer for me. But anyway, if you Want to contact us anytime throughout the week? And remember, those of you listening on the podcast, we are here live at 4 p.m. Eastern. You can 800-693-0595, option two, or uh, sportslounge at allthingsradio.net. If you want to come join us in the Zoom room, download the Zoom app or dial 646-876-9923 and then do 287-723-4600. Hit the pound key if you're on the phone. And when you're in, star nine, raise your hand, or star six, unmute you. Alt-Y, raise your hand on the computer. Alt-A, unmute you. The more key on the right side, uh, raise your hand on the left key. Uh, unmute you on there and if you come in if you think you're going to have background noise or whatever just try to mute yourself so you don't you know let you're in the panel and but anyway uh well even even in, even, in the, even in the panel if you think you have background yeah noise, if you think there's going to be background noise anybody but i'm saying especially if you're coming in yeah. uh just unmute yourself however you can and then like i said you got i just gave you all the ways to do that just come on in and do it but yeah not a lot going on here i won some money this weekend i was talking to perry as i was collecting it yesterday <laughs> after that other thing happened that we're gonna move on from but anyway Anyway, uh, all right, but, you know, let's get on to our subject. We, uh, we would have talked about him last week, but computer issues, and we all know that, and that's getting much better. We lost a pretty good broadcaster, Fred Hickman, who, you know, he – he he did he worked for CNN but when he, before he got on CNN WTBS before they got the uh, full NBA games they were doing Hawks games and he did that with Skip Carey and then he went to CNN Sports Tonight with Nick Charles and went to the Yes Network and then and, and on the e- yeah eventually later on and then ESPN and you know he went on there I forgot about him being at ESPN but I mean that show Perry now you watched it I watched it I mean Sports Tonight. I mean, ESPN had some good stuff, and yes, it ran. They they hit the West Coast in the middle of the night, but then after that, it ran in a loop, and it was kind of the same. But you, that was probably the best sports show out there for like recapping from all over the country with with the, especially Fred and Nick. I mean, Vince Lady was good, but with Fred and Nick, especially, and they, and they I mean, hit everything. Yes, they hit everything. Yes, they did, and I think Chris might have some information or somebody held with uh, on, well, on Fred, Fred, Fred Hickman was sixty six. 
He was 66, yeah, 66, and he was the first day, you know, we all talk about June 1st, 1981, when uh, CNN started in 1980. Uh, he was there. Mm-hmm. He did the uh, sports uh, final that night. So he was there from the yep. first day, and uh, from there, and, and people were talking when we talked about him, uh, that they'd say he'd be in the middle of the sports, and during the Gulf War, they say, oh, we need to go back to uh, Wolf Blitzer for some more news, or go to uh, Iraq, and, you know, yeah. for uh, you know, whatever, or Israel, where they yep. were uh, hiding. The, and, and the you know, interesting thing there is, he was not a news reporter. So, I mean, it was, no. you, this was a sports guy, you know, having to do something. And then, of course, um, I mean, not that he's passed away, but when 9-11 occurred, if you, you know, for those who remember, Vince Gelini was the first uh, of the male anchors on that, sh- you know, when that happened. Yeah, he was the first voice heard on the Yes Network. He was there from 02 to, he actually left the NN in 01 to get help get it established. But March 19th of 02, Yes started, and he was the first voice heard on that, too. So mm-hmm. he had a lot of claims yeah. to fame, and he worked, I guess, did the pre- and post-game for the Braves for a few years uh, in Atlanta and, yep. and so forth. And uh, he's, uh, you know, somebody that a lot of people, especially of that, I was, uh, you know, would watch ESPN if I watched anything, but I know a lot of people did watch that, and it was a very popular show. And, and you know, you, you, you know people by what people say about them, and uh, Amy Lawrence, who we all know, she's now with CBS, but she was with ESPN, and she said when she was over there, she said she ran into Fred Hickman a lot of times in the hallway, and Fred would just say, you know what, you're living the dream, so you might be having a bad day, but you're living the dream doing sports, so <laughs> yeah. he, yep. he clearly loved what he did. Okay, so we'll move on to the NFL, and it was a uh, crazy week as always, but nothing is any crazier than that Minnesota-Buffalo game. I I think that's the craziest game I've seen in years, and Rick's right. They all had had ways to lose it, and it it affected, I mean, I think Buffalo had a bit of a hangover, but Minnesota sure did, but we'll talk about them in a little while. That was amazing what happened to them the next week. But Tennessee started off Thursday night by winning the game over Green Bay 27-17. I think uh, another team we can stick a fork in is the Packers. I think that uh, any hope that Aaron Rodgers is going to rally the troops or anything like that. There's got to be a lot of dissension on that team. He's not a nice man, as we've documented before. And, you know, it's one thing to be winning. And and I was told this morning that that he is also not healthy. Yeah, that could be because you know. because he was when uh, I was listening to the game on the on the national call of Kevin Kugler and, and Ben Lieber who worked who has done for the Vikings and um, he said that what was amazing to him and he said working you know for the Vikings you see him all the time mm-hmm. and he said when you're seeing Aaron Rodgers throw the ball way over Alan Lazard's head he said that's a mm-hmm. hand that is not healthy yeah well we may well, see him get shut down in a couple of weeks too. So, okay, Atlanta beat Chicago 27-24. Atlanta is, I've got the seedings, the Globe put the seedings in yesterday, and so I've got them at the end of the standings. We'll talk about it. Atlanta's still in contention whether they win the division or not. They're in that little group right there with Washington and, and so forth. So they, uh, you know, they're now at 500, and, and they're behind Tampa Bay, uh, or 5-6, and six, I'm sorry, and they're behind Tampa Bay. But still, uh, they managed to come from behind against the Bears and, and get it done. But again, uh, Justin Fields continues to amaze. He's still running around. And he's really coming to his own, as we said a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't have much of a second half, and he had some kind of an injury. He had, first of all, they thought it was a hamstring, and he may have done something to his hamstring. But now they're saying he may have a, a sh- shoulder separation on his non-throwing shoulder. So he's he's actually he's actually day to day now. In fact, I heard somebody say today that the coach said something. He's day to day, and he hasn't even r- ruled out that he could be out for the rest of the year. Wow. But we do need to mention Cordero Patterson because he set a a record in the NFL for his ninth kickoff return for a touchdown, which is what turned the game around. And four of them, uh, I heard, have been against the Bears. That's kind of amazing considering he played for the Bears for a while. But uh, he's he's got the record all time for kickoff uh, returns for touchdowns. 
Buffalo beat Cleveland 31-23. Took the Buffalo a while to get acclimated, get going. The Buffalo Mafia showed up in, in strong, uh, you know, uh, throat. They were there. They got they got out, you know, anywhere that they could get out, they got out. And they were there because there were Brown fans there, too, in Detroit. But still, uh, you know, Buffalo managed to get it done. And, and uh, But they... They don't look right again. We've got Josh Allen. We got to watch his uh, elbow. Got to see what's going on with him. And I don't know how his throwing was the other day, but anytime I heard the game, it seemed like he was running the ball. So you know, he yeah, was. I don't know. And I, I don't know. I assume it's happened at some point in, in time, but I don't think I had ever seen during that Vikings game when he fumbled the ball. All he had to do is take the snap. Yeah. The game was over. You, I don't think you wonder if his hand, if his arm that. had something. You wonder if his you arm wonder, had something to do with it. You wonder, yeah. but that, but that was, as you said, Chris, that was, you know, now that we're on the Bills, that was a weird game. It was. It was great. I mean, I enjoyed. Yeah. It. I had the Vikings on the whole time, and and I that was Paul Allen is great anyway. But and the Detroit, it turned out Buffalo was, uh, and I guess they must have figured out they could clear clear out the players' houses because they could, could fly back or maybe they're just going to stay in a hotel. But they flew back to Buffalo, and now yeah, they're they coming did. back uh, to Detroit <laughs> for the game Thursday. Well, that was probably Jacoby. Go ahead, ahead, Rick. That was probably Jacoby Brissett's best game of the season, and now after next week, I guess he's out with Deshaun Watson coming in. Yeah. Uh, Okay. Philadelphia beat the Colts seventeen sixteen. Colts played a pretty good game. I mean, this is a new coach. You know, they got that win against the Raiders. They, they're playing uh, arguably the best team in the league, and they played a pretty good game. Yeah, they I lost. Would, it. I would good. like to. I'd like to forget that win, Chris. <laughs> good teams. <laughs> good teams uh, find a way to win. You know, bad teams find a way to lose, as we we always say around here. But the Colts played a good game, and I think they really do need to consider Jeff Saturday in some capacity next year. I don't know what. I mean, it could be one of these deals where they take him as the coach, and okay, we'll build around him, and we'll find the GM. I don't know what they're doing, but uh, it, what is your impression, Bill? I don't think they know what they're doing. I know the Philadelphia coach uh, said he was really displeased about Frank Reich being replaced. And he didn't have real good things to say about the owner and the uh, situation at Indy. Of course, he wasn't there and he had moved on. So, I mean, maybe he, of course, knows a lot more than we do. It's not a maybe. He does. But he was real better. And he said, I don't care how we did it. I'm just glad we got the win here in Indy today. So I think he's burnt that bridge. I would think and, so. But what I wonder, hold, hold on, hold on, guys, real quick, uh, Robert and then Sean. But real quick, I was listening on ESPN Radio here. It was Steve Levy and and Harry Douglas when um, Hertz did the eight yard touchdown run. And Levy said what was amazing to him was there was nobody within ten no. feet of the guy. He was he. I mean, he, it wasn't even close to him being stopped. So, okay, Robert, go ahead. Uh, keep one thing in mind, guys. If the Colts want to consider Jeff Saturday for a permanent coach, they have to go through the Rooney Rule, and they have to, that means they have to interview two minority candidates, but even before they consider Saturday as a permanent replacement. Now, during, when you fire a coach during the regular season, I found out because of all this. When you fire a coach during the regular season, you do not have to go through the Rooney, Rooney Rule routine during the season, but you have to do it after the season is over. So. Um, that that's one of the legal hurdles that they're going to yep. have to okay. overcome. Sean and uh, Sean, well, Sean, go ahead. Well, what I was what I was going to say though is, all right, if you're a team playing Philadelphia and you watched Washington beat them, and you watch Indianapolis, who's still trying to find themselves with a little chaos, almost beat them, you get on those game films right away and say, okay, how are they that vulnerable against these two teams? 
You know, like if you're Green Bay this week, you're over the now Green Bay. There, I mean, not a lot to say about Green Bay, but you know, but if you're them, you watch that game film and you go, okay. What did they do? What did, or is it just Philadelphia was just so let down after their performance Monday and they overlooked Indianapolis because that you're thinking, oh, we'll get this win back. Yeah, Washington's better than Indianapolis. They beat us. Is it is it that or is it just maybe they saw some weaknesses on how to build, how to you know stop them? And if I'm Green Bay and if I'm the rest of the NFC East because I think they have to play everybody one more time in the NFC East. I believe. Right, right, yeah, mm-hmm. they're going yeah, to play the Giants twice. twice. Yeah. 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 Okay, the Patriots beat the Jets 10-3. to Now, this was a game that the Patriots actually dominated. They had over 300 yards in offense. The Jets had about 100 yards. Rick was saying the statistic about with the sacks and everything that they averaged a few, few inches per play in the second half. The Patriots' defense is playing really well, except for that one game against the Bears. They're, they're now ahead in the uh, least amount of points, and they're right up there in a couple of other statistics that I heard today. But the Jets were playing not to lose. They they were, you know, being very safe. They, they did one of those things where, are we going to go for it and call timeout? When Bill Belichick goes for it and he's going to try to score, he calls timeout right away. He doesn't wait for 20 seconds and then call timeout. I don't understand these teams that do that. You wasted time and you didn't run another play. You didn't spike it. You didn't do anything. You just wasted 20 seconds. Oh, yeah, I guess we'll call a timeout. Well, maybe we won't. Well, I don't know. And, you know, that's the way they were playing the last two minutes of the game. I tr- criticized the Giants for that against the Cowboys. You know, uh, Rick, remember in, in that, uh, the end of that half that time this year. You know, some yeah, of these but- coaches don't know what they, what they want to do. But even Bellick, I mean, there was a there was an instance in that game Sunday where I think it was the end of the first quarter, and the Patriots had run a play, and they were like at the the uh, Jets' fourteen yard line, and they called it fourth and one, and they went to the end of the quarter. When they came back, the Patriots lined up to go for it, and then while they're sitting at the line, Belichick calls timeout and ends up bringing out the field goal kicker. Yeah, that was a little strange strange things sometimes. I think one thing that wasn't mentioned as much as it should have been on the radio, and we knew it because we live here, is the win. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. that, I think that that was a big part of that game was the win. And uh, also the Baltimore game and probably the Giants game, too. And I think that's why the Patriots took the ball at the beginning of the game so they could have the win. I, I don't know how the toss actually went down, but, you know, uh, I think that was part of that. But the, the Jets just, you know, they played themselves from potentially being the number two seed right now and in first place in the division to being out of the playoffs. I mean, it's all very yeah. tight here and, you know, there's still time to go. But they, they totally, this was a game they needed to win. And Marcus Jones, a uh, punt return. 84 yards, the first punt return touchdown of the year. Seems to me, am I crazy, Rick? Didn't we used to have one every two or three weeks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, they're way down. I mean, we know the kickoff returns are down, but that's because of the rule changes. But I don't know why the punt returns are down. Yeah. They, you, you know, yeah. But, you know, this whole Zach Wilson, that we talked about him maybe being benched, and it, it, it's probably his performance, but I think it's more his his attitude. I mean, he the, after the game, somebody asked him, you know, you, you scored three points, your defense only gave up three points. Do you think you let down your defense? And he said, no, 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 no way. So, you know, I mean, like you're saying, when you're a quarterback, you have to take responsibility. Yeah. Even if you don't think it's your fault, you've got to, you know, if you lose, it's your fault. If you win, it's the team. So, you know, that's the way the quarterback has to be. And right. everybody's talking now, and it's and it's true, you know, a, a, a big red flag that, that nobody's talking about anymore was, that when he was at BYU on a star, the second pick in the draft, he was not a captain on that team. And that should tell you something. Yeah. yeah. 
New Orleans beat the Rams 27-17. We've kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but uh, the Rams, you know, they had to uh, switch to uh, Bryce Perkins, their quarterback. I don't know what happened to John Wolford, but uh, Matthew Stafford may be out for the year, and uh, Cooper Cup is out for, you know, for almost the rest of the year, you know, Pretty four much. weeks. It probably yeah. doesn't even, I would think, Chris, it doesn't even make any You're playing for nothing now. I don't know what even yeah. sense it would even, unless, you know, there's some bonus he can earn for himself, but I don't know what sense it would make to bring him back. And it's not, yeah, not even playing for ahead, draft right. choices. No, yeah, you, not, you, you going to say? Yeah, no, just, yeah, yeah I was just going to say they're not even playing for draft picks because they don't yeah. have any. Yeah. That's, oh, right. that's true. That's right. Yep. Uh, Detroit beat the Giants thirty-one to eighteen. I have to admit, I was you know uh, dealing with that cliffhanger in Foxborough, so I didn't really pay much attention. But uh, <laughs> tell me about it, Rick. Uh, I mean, they couldn't. I don't know why, but they couldn't run the ball. Detroit has a terrible defense against the run. Bobby was fifteen carries for twenty-two yards. And Jones ended up having well, he threw two picks, which you can't do. But other than that, he he had it. He ended up throwing for 240 yards, rushed for another 50 yards. But and the defense, and you know, I think the defense is showing without you know, with all the injuries that it's just it, it's starting to fall apart. Yeah, and Jamal and then, Williams and then, of course, three rushing touchdown too. You know? <laughs> and then of course, so was- Rick, they trade uh, Tony to Kansas City, and now he's hurt. Yeah, he pulled, I mean, the hamstring that he pulled every other week in, in New York, he found that he pulled in Kansas City the second there week. Go. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Things are back to normal. In yeah. another game that I'm sure was affected by when the Ravens beat the Carolina 13-3, to this was a game everybody, uh, you know, I'm sure thought the Ravens were going to walk all over. Finally, uh, Lamar Jackson got into the end zone and the only touchdown in the game. But uh, the Ravens are doing what they have to do, except they're like against Miami. A couple teams they haven't. But they're, they're still in decent position. But uh, that, that was not a, an all-star performance by them either. No, but they have the easiest schedule for the rest of the year. Uh-huh. Uh, Washington beat Houston twenty-three to ten. Those those Commanders they started right off with a with a, yeah. an interception, pick six. And I heard a statistic towards the late part of the second quarter because every once in a while I was putting on CBS Sports Radio when they when the Patriots weren't playing and there wasn't anything to really pay attention to on the Sunday drive. The, their reporter from Houston said that they had just crossed into positive territory. The Houston offense with about two minutes to go in the second half, so it wasn't first half, so it wasn't very good, Sean. I barely paid attention to this game. I was paying attention to other to other games because I was like, no, this is going to be a tr- this is not going to be good. So I'm like, it, we're done. I might as well look at on the other stuff. So I can't. Yeah, you know, they can't get their draft choice. They can't get their draft choice either. I think they get Miami's, but they don't get theirs. No, well, Miami's isn't anything great to get. Maybe if they can get Cleveland's, they might be involved in that. Wow, and that's going to be decent. The Raiders beat Denver twenty two sixteen. Robert, hooray, hooray, hooray. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'm not going to get excited over a team that we beat twice, and both both times we tried to give the game away. And uh, this this season is just so disappointing. Uh, I mean, because the Raiders were supposed to be a lot better than three and seven. I, I you know, uh, I know David USF and others have given me a bad time because I've said the Raiders are supposed to be better, and they were on paper they were supposed to be better. Yeah. Um, and, but I think two of the candidates that are, that are going to take the fall at the end of the year. One is going to be Patrick Graham. Uh, I think he's going to end up taking the ball. And I think Chandler Jones is going to end up taking the ball. They signed him to a big free agent contract, and he hasn't done anything for Las Vegas at all this year. Just remember, though, Robert, wins are wins. Take them when you get them. I I, I understand that, but looking at the rest of our schedule, I don't know how many more we're going to get. That's why why you enjoy everyone you do get. 
<laughs> yep. I, yep. I would think, though, that actually Denver's more disappointing, uh, Robert, because you guys didn't have Russell Wilson. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad we don't have Russell Wilson. <laughs> and by, by the way, you, you're talking about a quarterback, Rick, that takes responsibility for things. Last yeah. week after the Colts game, Derek Carr literally cried because he felt like he let the team down. So he did. That, yeah. That's how a quarterback's supposed to act when right. things don't go right. So, yeah. but well, uh, no, we've only beaten Denver twice in Houston, so that's not a whole lot to celebrate. But well, anyway, Kurt, then, Kurt Cousins wasn't playing at one o'clock on Sunday oh. like he's supposed to, so therefore <laughs> Dallas beat Minnesota forty to three. This gives us a hope to the Patriots for uh, you know Thursday night at eight twenty. That might be a, a good thing. Yeah. But uh, you know, that, 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 in all aspects, the Vikings were horrible, and in all aspects, the Cowboys were very good. And after the, they had blown that game in Green. Bay for Dallas, it, quite, it was quite a bounce back for them. We've got to give them credit. Yeah, I, I can't blame Kirk Cousins. I can't blame Kirk Cousins. Dallas was, I mean, it, the ball was getting back to Cousins, and there was a cowboy there right away at the same time as the ball was. It was crazy. But, you know, Minnesota, you know, a lot of people have said that they've been kind of a fraud team. And one thing that would support that is now after Sunday's game, they have an 8-2 and two record, but they have minus in point differential. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Because, like I've been saying right along, they, they now they really went behind, but they they were sleepwalking through halves of the games, and you know mm-hmm. I don't know if the Patriots can actually do it, but they're going to give them a good game because the Patriots yeah. uh, stay stay alert. They 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 haven't played a clunker all year, and uh, you know I don't think they're going to start right now. That Since might be the, that might be the best game of the day on Thursday. It might be. It might be. It probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cincinnati beat Pittsburgh 37 to 30, and uh, the uh, Burrow threw for uh, for four touchdowns, and uh, you know just uh, did what he now does against the Steelers. I mean, basically, the you know the Steelers and Browns aren't very good. The Ravens and the and the Bengals are, and that's the way that division is going to come down to, and possibly a playoff spot. And uh, you know, it was very quiet in uh, in Accusure Stadium uh, at the end of that game. <laughs> And three ri- three Mahomes, rivers, three rivers, <laughs> three rivers. Yeah, yeah, or or Heinz Field, or uh, uh, what they used to play at the Pitt Stadium in Forbes Field way back in the day. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Chargers thirty to twenty-seven. This is again one of these divisional games where, kind of like the Patriots and Jets, kind of like nowadays the Steelers and the Bengals, whatever way it's going to be that the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers, the Chiefs are going to beat the Chargers. And you know they had to come from behind to do it. Mahomes threw it to Kelsey, which was uh, his thirty-third uh, game over a hundred yards that put him over a hundred. He's got the record for tight ends for that, and uh, he's amazing. He is. And for the Monday night game, again, these days, San Francisco's going to beat Arizona, and they did that 38-10. to I mean, and Garoppolo threw uh, four touchdowns. And, you know, they, uh, they you know, don't have uh, – he can't be franchised, and so he may be a free agent. And uh, but Oh, he, will, no, he will be He will be a free agent. He will agent. be a free agent. Yeah, yep. he will. Okay. So, so basically, and you're saying the 49ers are kind of thinking about just letting him go, Robert? Is that what you said earlier? Well, they don't, they don't have a choice. Yep. Uh, the, the 49ers, the, well, the 49ers, Chris, yeah. have decided that Trey Lance is their quarterback. And, uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, the they, and the, I mean, to be fair – hold on just a second, Robert. To be fair, they don't know – what Trey Lance can or can't do because no. so far he hasn't stayed on the field. He's right. played maybe about a half of football if you added up all the plays he's played. Okay, yeah, go ahead, Robert. Um, no. Go ahead, Robert. And I, I'm not a 49er fan by any means, but I, and normally Kyle Shanahan and John and uh, John Lynch, they normally make solid decisions for their team. But you're talking about the most important position. You didn't design his uh, Jimmy contract to uh, so you have a backup plan. I mean, you're putting all your eggs in a, in a basket that you don't even know is going to be any good. Well, and, and, and to be fair, Robert, they may yet turn around and make yeah. the opposite oh, yeah. decision. Yeah. Right. If they win but the division. It, yeah. I would think if they go to the, 
I would think if yeah. they go, especially if they go to the Super Bowl, I would think that would real that would at least make them think about it. Yeah, yeah. I I have heard um, it, it's never too early to start quarterback movement rumors, and I, I've heard I heard a set of one today that um, that you know Rogers is, looks like he's not happy in Green Bay anymore. He's not. So I heard I heard somebody say that they thought that Danderson Rogers was going to go to San Francisco. This, now this isn't a trade, but just Rogers is going to go to San Francisco. Garoppolo is going to go to Green Bay, and this one affects you, Robert. Brady is going to the Raiders. <laughs> oh, I've heard that one for a while. Brady. That is, now, now to yeah. be fair, to be fair, Robert. Um, I was talking to somebody this morning, and he told, and he, of course, he's a big Packers fan, but he he reads a lot of NFL stuff, and he told me all those things that Rick just said. So that, I, that's the second time I've heard that today. Uh, I, I, you know, look, we all we all know that Tom Brady is the best quarterback to ever play in the NFL. Okay, but I I I don't want a forty six year old quarterback <laughs> on my on my team. I, I just I just don't. You'll be getting I would, like the Michael Jordan of the Washington Wizards. I, I oh, it, it could be. It could be. I, I don't. I don't want that. I, you know. Well, there, well, we'll, we'll see what happens. We can we'll talk about that as we get closer. Yeah. Okay. In the uh, standings, we got the AFC East. We have Miami uh, seven and three, Buffalo seven and three, Patriots are six and four, the Jets are six and four. They're the one team that is not in the playoffs from the Eastern Division. AFC North: Baltimore seven and three, Cincinnati six and four, Cleveland three and seven, Pittsburgh three and seven. AFC South: Tennessee seven and three. They're uh, pretty much wrapped it up. Colts four six and one, Jacksonville three and seven, Houston one eight and one. In the West, we have Kansas City, who's pretty much wrapped it up at eight and two. Chargers five and five, and of course they have the tiebreaker on them too, so it's like a three and a half game lead with seven to go. Uh, Las Vegas three and seven, Denver three and seven. NFC East: Philadelphia nine and one, Dallas seven and three, the Giants seven and three, and of course they're meeting on uh, Thursday. Washington six and five, whole division over five hundred, both eats all everyone over five hundred. NFC North: Minnesota eight and two, they've got this pretty much wrapped up too, four game lead with seven to go. Have Detroit's four and six, but the Lions. Break up the Lions. They won three in a row. What's going on? Uh, Green Bay, four and seven. Chicago, three and uh, eight. In the South, Tampa Bay, five and five. Atlanta, five and six. Um, New Orleans, four and seven. And Carolina, three and eight. And in the West, San Francisco, six and four. Seattle, six and four. This is the way this playoff picture went. They went, Seattle went from third. I think they're down to sixth now. Seed. Um, Arizona is four and seven, and the Rams are three and eight. So the seeds right now, it's a season we're at the end today. We, we, in the AFC, Kansas City's one, Miami two, Tennessee three, Baltimore four, Buffalo five. That'd be a good game. Baltimore, Buffalo. Yeah. Patriots six. Cincinnati seven, and in the and the Jets just outside looking in, and the Chargers uh, five and five, a game out. And in the uh, NFC, we have Philadelphia one, Minnesota two, San Francisco three, Tampa Bay four, Dallas five. Dallas going into Tampa Bay, that'd be interesting. The Giants at six, Seattle at seven, and Washington and Atlanta just on the outside looking in. But in our contest, we have had some let's, combined Let's score. Make, make sure to pay attention, guys. Make sure to pay attention to this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone should pay attention. Yes. That's right, because first is Perry. I wonder why he wanted that. Uh, he, he got some combined scores, and we had a few people who did. So it shook things up a little bit. Perry with 108. I've got 104. Rick has 103. Pierre has 101, because he got a combined score. Uh, Robert has 96. He got one. Sean, no, no, I have 96. I have 96. You, yeah, you and Robert have 96. Yeah, we both do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Jerry has 91. USF has 91. Jamal has 87. Al in Cleveland has 86. Uh, King Dale is 83. And Laurie, who has worked her way up with combined scores to 79. 
So Robert, Terry, Sean, and Pierre all got combined score wins. Robert didn't get the full thing because he didn't pick uh, uh, Tennessee, but uh, he got the combined score. So things were shaking up. Pierre, Pierre, Perry, and I all did it on – we did it on three different games. Perry got one, I got one, and Pierre got the other Monday night. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) So we got the schedule for uh, your Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving weekend pleasure. First of all, Thursday, Buffalo at Detroit, 12.30 p.m. on CBS. Then we have the Giants at Dallas, 4.30 p.m. on Fox. And then the Patriots are at Minnesota, 8.20 p.m. on NBC. And that's the first time I'm sure the Patriots and Giants have both played on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, Sunday the 27th, we have – we have now those are pretty – you know, you can argue they're all – for one thing and another, Detroit's getting hot. You can argue they're all going to be reasonable games. we got some dogs on late on Sunday, especially. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, you're going to have them sometime. And the, the late part of Sunday is not good. Tampa Bay at Cleveland is 1 p.m. on Fox. Cincinnati at Tennessee, 1 p.m. on CBS. Houston at Miami, 1 p.m. on CBS. Chicago at the Jets, 1 p.m. on Fox. Who's going to play quarterback for these teams? Atlanta at Washington, 1 p.m. on Fox. Denver at Carolina, 1 p.m. on Fox. We have Baltimore at Jacksonville, 1 p.m. on CBS. The Chargers are at Arizona. Here we go. Into some fun stuff. Chargers are at Arizona, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. So Chargers are interesting. Uh, the Raiders are at Seattle, 4.05 p.m. on CBS. Raiders, should, Seattle should handle them. The Rams are at Kansas City, uh, yeah, 4.25 p.m. Now, this is a rematch, of course, of that great Monday night game from three years ago. So who knew that it wasn't going to be that good? Yeah, it won't uh, be a great and- game this time. <laughs> New Orleans at San Francisco uh, at 4.25 p.m. And then we have Green Bay at Philadelphia. That was, I guess I think there was no flexing for Sunday night. I think they couldn't do anything no. about that for this week. No. Uh, Green Bay at Philadelphia, 8.20 p.m. And then on Monday night, we have Pittsburgh at Indianapolis, 8.15 p.m. So uh, not a uh, Thanksgiving is pretty good. After that, it kind of goes downhill for the NFL. The 1 o'clock games are not bad. There's some good 1 o'clock ones. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, and let me grab my, my, while I was reading the schedule, the the papers fell, and that's not good, but I got them. All right, we got some NFL notes, uh, and I will try to read there they are. Okay, we have, you know, it's funny, everybody's used to computers, you know, oh, I can't read this file yet. Wait a minute, wait a minute, there it is. You drop papers anymore, they're like, papers? Okay, Washington, D.C. Attorney General is suing Daniel Snyder, the NFL, and the, you know, uh, despite the fact that they're selling the team, I think it's sort of a, a grandstanding play, although he didn't do it before the election, I'll give him credit for that, but they do are kind of piling on a little bit, I think. Uh, Jerry, I see, I see your hand, Jerry, and we'll get you in just one second. Yeah, Britt Reed. Uh, we forgot about him. Uh, he was sentenced to, uh, he's the son of uh, Andy Reed, sentenced to three years for drunk driving, speeding, and hitting two parked cars, and uh, caused the brain drain damage to a five year old girl. And uh, that's, I guess, happened last year. I'd forgotten even how long it was. The prosecutors wanted four years, and Reed wanted proba- probation, but he'd been convicted of drunk driving and in prison before, so that wasn't going to work. Um, Tom Brady is 4-0 in international games, uh, two in London, one in Munich, and one in, in uh, Mexico. I don't even remember the game in Mexico. It must have been a Patriots oh. game. I sure don't remember it. Yeah. I it was for... Patriots Raiders. Okay. Yeah, That's right. right. Okay. Mike Tomlin has beaten 31 of the 32 teams in the NFL uh, now because he finally beat the Saints. The last time they they beaten the Saints was in 06. And uh, seven coaches have won, all, won against all 32 teams in, in history, not just active coaches, I'll check, of course, but other coaches that are active or not active have done all 32 teams. Uh, let's see. And then uh, the Tennessee offensive coordinator, Todd Downing, was arrested for DUI after returning from Green Bay on Thursday. And he's been offensive coordinator since 21. He's 42 years old. And uh, 
So I don't know if there's been any ramifications. Is anything more been said about that, Perry? Uh, not yet, but it has been ter- the Tennessee has turned it over to the league, and the league will figure out if they need to yeah. do anything. And I did not know this. I didn't yeah. know this, but apparently on you know on the flights home, the teams are not allowed to have alcohol on the team flights. The NFL has mandated that. So obviously he was watching plays back at the back at the <laughs> complex yeah. and slamming some drinks. <laughs> I don't know, but I didn't. Uh, I just barely got any notice. Uh, the Eagles picked up, and they may not be very good anymore, but they picked up two defensive veterans in Dominican Sue and uh, Linval Joseph. So that's the kind of yeah, thing they, you do when you're, you know, what are you gonna say, Rick? Well, it was after the after the Washington game because they got they just couldn't stop the run right up the middle. So they they signed these two you know defensive tackles in hopes that that was you know going to help them. And they they get them for the league minimum basically. And yeah. you know, Dominican Sue. Yes, we all know how dirty he is, but you know, you get him for the league minimum for the rest of this year, and yeah, you may, you know, he's going to do something if he plays because that's what he does ever since he was with Nebraska. Because he's a dirty player, you know, like I said, probably dirtiest player in modern history. But you know, you you're, you're not wasting much. No, and, and, if you, and if you believe what you hear with Ndamukong and Sue, as bad of a player, you know, well, he's not a bad player, but as dirty of a player as sometimes he is. Apparently, he is one of the nicest people you'd ever meet off the field. I've heard that. I've heard that. So That's not uh, unusual. Bryce, yeah, that's right. Bryce Perkins uh, was the uh, uh, guy who came in for uh, Stafford the other day. So I don't know whether Wolford, something happened to him or what. But anyway, that's who played second half. And uh, Stafford, is, as we said, is in the concussion protocol. So if we want to talk to Pierre, we just finished. Nope, we're going to talk to, no, we're have more to NFL, Rick. Nope, we're going to talk to Jerry first. So, Jerry, oh, Jerry. come okay. on in. Okay. Uh, yeah, this mystifies me about uh, Kirk Cousins. Is it a psychological thing that he does better at one o'clock than he does? My, I know you guys wouldn't know, but I, I wonder if you know anybody could work with him on that. So they give you more. Don't, I don't know. I don't know, Jerry. To figure that out, I'd probably have to be in his head, and that might be kind of dangerous. Yeah, Joey, okay. I, I heard. I heard once, and I think I mentioned it on the show, I heard somebody with a theory that said that he has very severe ADD. And when you throw him off, throw him off his regular schedule, it just messes them all up. That's it. Okay, then, uh, Jamal, uh, why don't you come on in and we can hear you then, Jamal. Hello. Hey. How's it going, Jamal? How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? Okay. I want to, you know, you were talking about Kirk Cousins and not playing well in games outside of one o'clock or what have you, and somebody mentioned ADD. I am going to say this: if that's the case, then why does Minnesota even have him as a quarterback? I've really, heard that, I Jamal. Mean, I've heard that question asked many times. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, even without the ADD, if you're going to be paid all this money, then you should know that you're going to have to play maybe on Monday night or Sunday night at some point in your career. But I want it, but enough of that. I want to talk about what's going on with the Bears. Uh-oh. And, and uh, Justin Fields. And I'm, I, I'm concluding that, that the Bears don't need to hire another general manager named Ryan ever again because they pushed Ryan Pace out. And this guy, Ryan Pulse, yes, this is his first year, but I'm beginning to think he's almost as big of a clown show as uh, the other Ryan. And this guy trades away his defense doesn't get just the field any extra weapons during the offseason. Sees a man hanging out the dry, and then when they get the offense right, they can't stop anybody because Roquan Smith and uh, Robert Quinn are playing somewhere else. Under the, and they got on the guise of getting draft picks. Well, they had a decent amount of draft picks before these trades, and yet this clown 
and I'm keeping it clean because I'm on the legend and yeah. I'm in public. So yeah. Could it be could it be <laughs> Jamal the owner who hired the GM? Right. Uh, yeah, but couldn't it couldn't it be right, Jamal right. that maybe maybe you know and, and they never can say this, but couldn't it be that they're just figuring we're not going anywhere this year, but we have this quarterback who looks good this year, young quarterback. Let's get some draft picks and build for the future. Well, the problem I got with that is most other organizations around the NFL wouldn't have a young quarterback. They tried to build around them to see if they could make the playoffs. This team, on the other hand, tried to uh, oh, would kneecap the brother. You know. Well, well, the, the problem is, I think what Rick's saying is that this is a different regime. So he's looking at this, yeah. and he sees no offensive weapons at all. He sees, yeah, we get some defense, but if we're gonna be good on one side of the ball. We're closer on offense because this guy has potential. And that I give him credit because until he came in here on uh, October 24th, I didn't know that he was going to be this good. So I give no. this guy credit for, for knowing that and thinking about that ahead of time. So that, that's Yeah, now he's got to get the weapons for next year. Yeah. yeah. So, well, who knows? Well, again, we can talk about that in the offseason because we have a lot. We have a busy show, Jamal. Anything else? <laughs> uh, one, more observ- one more observation. Okay. I'm thinking. I'm getting the feeling that the Giants might do might beat the Cowboys once again on uh, Thanksgiving. The Cowboys lost what about five straight Thanksgiving games? Yeah, four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'll bet if they. I'll bet if they do. I'll bet if they do. Rick will take it. That's right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Now we have uh, Dick. So Dick, go ahead and mute. Oh, of course. (laughs) Everybody's coming. Hello, hello, boys. Hey, hey, Dick. Hey, guys. Tell Chris, uh, WPZ FM is live streaming the games now. It's surprising. Oh, good. I did. You know, I of course around here you can't tell because you know if you're in the hundred mile or hundred fifty miles or whatever, you you can't go by that. Which we're always talking about on our streaming group on the phone. But yeah, good to know. Good to know. Yeah, and. uh, I got to disagree with uh, the young man before me here uh, about Tate. Uh, I think that he was a terrible He made some really stupid trades. He drafted Trubisky. We could have had, had Mahomes. That's right. And he gave up the story. <laughs> I'm not, to be fair to Jamal, I'm not sure Jamal is saying he was a great GM. I think what he thinks is, is he doesn't like the process of the rebuild, that the way they're going about it. And he would have liked them to hold, but, but they've gotten more draft choices. And if they have faith in themselves, they want more draft choices because they think they could do more with them than were done in the past with draft choices like you were just talking about. Oh, so, yeah. You I, know? Mean, he, 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 I think that's kind of where he's coming they from. Were, they were terrible. Uh, cousins, I've never been enamored with him. And I will tell you something, guys. They're going to win the division, but I will predict they will lose the first game in the playoffs. Probably. He just doesn't, he just doesn't have it. I, I don't know. They gave him a lot of money. And I can understand it. I take it, too. But, yep. uh, well, but, most uh, of those playoff games, Dick, are not at, at that 1 o'clock time frame. No. <laughs> no. Oh, they might get in the Monday think, night game. Oh, They'll be really hold messed on. up. Go ahead, Dick. I haven't heard anything about uh, Fields. Has he come said anything about him? Uh, I've been, we're doing he's day-to-day. Right he's day-to-day. Yep, oh, he's day to day. Too. They don't know about his shoulder. Um, when, one more thing. Uh, you guys can talk about the NBA. How about those uh, Bulls last night there, Chris? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> good. Can't beat Chicago, can't beat Cleveland, but we're almost yeah. done playing them, so that's okay. If we can beat everybody else, we only lose about six or seven games. Oh, BCFM <laughs> is also live streaming the it's okay. funny. Now, when I was in Pittsburgh, I was listening to them until 7.30, and then they cut it off, and then I went to the uh, Sirius XM. So I don't know what happened that night. But uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I still got to hear the topic. But, uh, you know, it's uh, you never know with these streaming things. They, somebody pushes oh, a button, and they don't know what they're doing. I think sometimes so. they forget about it. Okay, guys. Very, very good, yeah. Dick. Right, Have a happy Dick. Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, Dick. Same for you guys. Yeah. All right. Okay. Any more NFL before we go to college? 
Well, just that, um, and I kept blanking out on his first name, but the running back for Denver, Gordon, they, they cut him this week. Oh, that, would, he, that would be Melvin Gordon. Melvin, yeah, yeah. For, because yeah. like the third or fourth time this year, he fumbled at the one-yard line. Oh, well, and, and he has, what is it, 26 career fumbles, and yeah. 18 of them have been recovered by the opponent. Yeah. He has bad luck, I mean, there are fumbles and there's fumbles. You can't do it at the one-yard line going in. No. Yeah. No. yeah. All right. Well, tonight is going to be the playoff show, and we will have speculation once we get through the scoreboard about what they're going to do for that, and we'll talk about what's going to be happening. This this is rivalry weekend. This is the big weekend when everybody plays. It's supposed to play. Whoever your rival is, you're playing them pretty much. And going into unless, this, unless your name is Virginia, Virginia Tech, that game has been canceled. Yeah. Oh, because of the uh, the death on the Virginia team. Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So the playoff standings after last week's action, just so we have uh, where we're coming from, we had Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Michigan 3, TCU 4, Tennessee 5, LSU 6, USC 7, Alabama 8, Clemson 9, and Utah 10. So uh, so then, you know, we, we have uh, – everybody got a scare. I, you know, it was scary yeah. Saturday, I would call it. Cause, <laughs> Even you know, Georgia. Yeah, even Georgia, yeah, Georgia because Georgia only beat Kentucky 16-6. to 6. Now, I don't know how, how the weather was there, but, I mean, certainly uh, Kentucky played a good defensive game against them, that's for sure. Uh, Ohio State beat Maryland 43-30, to 30, but that's misleading because I put the game on, and with about two minutes to go, with 33-30, to 30, then they kicked a field goal, then they stopped them and, and ran one in or whatever yeah. they did. It was, you know, a garbage touchdown at the end, but it was really 33 Making two his brother look good there for Maryland. There. Yeah. Michigan needed a last-minute uh, field goal to beat Illinois, 19 19- to 17 and uh, so they they you know of course both of those teams are thinking ahead to what they got to do this week and yeah you know this, this is what happened we got tcu over baylor 29 28 and i was at a doing a conference on on uh, the internet and i was trying to follow that score and the, like the michigan score and just asking miss a because i was muted and i could do that and it's like they were behind all the time they, they, they just yeah. barely won that game both teams, Michigan and TCU, were both behind most of the game. Illinois and Baylor really should have. But this is what TCU does. They don't show up the first half. They cut. They play catch up the second half and win at the last minute. That, that's mm-hmm. what they do. But Mich- both those teams should have lost. But I mean, well, they held off and won. UAB, well, uh, which is there were some good. there were some calls in that Michigan and Illinois game, and I was listening, of course, on the Illinois feed. And Martin O'Donnell, their color guy, he said, mm-hmm. "You just know you're never going to get a call here." Yep. And I think yeah, there well, were two or three of them in the last 30 seconds that he said that about. Well, they didn't get to play UAB like LSU did, so the LSU won 41-10. to 10. They didn't have a scary Saturday. And then we had South Carolina, however. Somebody did uh, get uh, get knocked off here. South Carolina beat Tennessee 63-38. to 38. And I didn't hear any of that game because I didn't think South Carolina had a chance. I didn't I, pay attention to it until I saw it was going down. And their quarterback, Ken, Tennessee's quarterback, Hayden Hooker, tore his Hend- ACL. Hayden Hooker. Hooker. Hendon Hooker tore his ACL, so he's out. But I think it was still early. It was later in the game, I think, when he tore it. So they were still, he was still in it. But of course, he's taking the season. But I checked. I did not check that out. And all of a sudden, I'm like, whoa, where does it come from? Yeah, really. USC over UCLA, 48 to 45. That was a good game. Game of the day. Game of the day. Uh, Alabama beat Austin P. They know how to prepare for their big rivalry game, 34 to nothing. (laughs) We have Clemson over Miami, forty to ten. Miami, I, I I don't know nothing about their whole situation down there, who they're paying, what they're going to do. But these have been embarrassing losses the last few weeks at Miami. They're not paying enough. No. Well, <laughs> what I'm saying is, I think you're going to see a change in uh, coaches at Miami. Um, I bet they're not paying the players enough. <laughs> okay, well, there's that too. Oregon over Utah, twenty to seventeen. We had Penn State over Rutgers, uh, fifty-five to ten. 
Georgia Tech beat North Carolina 21-17. Georgia Tech come up with a couple of big wins this year. Uh, yep. Arkansas over Old Miss 42-27, and that's not really a surprise, Perry. Arkansas is a good team. That Well, it was a surprise that, of the game because the game wasn't really that close. And, of course, the rumors are already swirling of Lane Kiffin to Auburn and that maybe he didn't put the effort into that game that, that he showed up and he was more worried about the other stuff. Mm-hmm. But we'll see Kansas on that State, going forward. Yeah, Kansas State over West Virginia, 48-31. Uh, Washington beat Colorado, 54-7. to Notre Dame, now oh, this is back to normal. Last week, BC goes <laughs> around and beats NC State, first-ranked uh, opponent they'd beaten in eight years. Now we're back to normal. Notre Dame beat BC, 44 to nothing. There we go. Florida State over uh, Louisiana, 49-17, to not enough raging by the Cajuns. Navy beat Central Florida, 17-14, an upset. And, of course, those service teams, you got any time you're playing a service team, you're going to get a tough game. So yep. there you go. Yeah. Tulsa beat SMU, 59-24. Uh, Tulane, I'm sorry, beat SMU, 59-24. Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State, 28-13. to So uh, that's kind of a good win yep. for them because they've been having some bad games earlier in the year, and that's their big rivalry yep. game. So they got that one other than Texas where they were embarrassed. Cincinnati beat Temple, 22-3. Pitt over Duke, 28-26. A&M beat UMass 20-3, and I know A&M's not that good, but UMass actually was in five or, within five or six touchdowns. That's pretty good for them. Yeah. Oregon and it was 10-3 at one time. Yes, it was. It was when I heard the score. I was asking about that. Oregon State beat Arizona State 31-7. to Texas beat Kansas 55-14. to Boy, they put a whipping on them, Sean. Yeah. Well, yeah, and those touchdowns were late, and they were in the fourth quarter, too. At one time, it was 48 to nothing. It was 38 to nothing at the half, so Kansas didn't even show up. They're back okay. to being Kansas. Yeah. Iowa beat Minnesota 13-10 to in really tough weather, apparently, Perry, right? Yeah, the weather degrees. was really bad. It was 16 degrees, and a wind chill was zero. And Minnesota coach P.J. Fleck mm-hmm. was out there without a hat. All right. Good for him. <laughs> Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia Tech. Texas Tech beat Iowa State 14-10. to uh, and we talked about Hendon Hooker, a torn ACL, so he'll be out. I don't, was he a, a, an NFL prospect or not? Uh, uh, they were looking possibly. at him. Yeah, possibly. 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 Okay. Um, and just because I've got it as really the only note, uh, uh, two notes I've got. Dick Vitale came back to college basketball to announce last uh, uh, week in the, uh, what was it, Jimmy V Classic? Is that where he was? No, the State the state Farm, that deal with Kentucky and Michigan State and oh, Kansas and Duke, and Duke where they play every yeah. year. That thing yep, they played, yep. that State Farm champion okay. classic. So it was good to yeah. see him back. And I guess we don't know how many games he'll do or whatever. But oh. and, and Pierre is saying that the SEC is trying to rake in money because they had to sign South Car- fine South Carolina and Vanderbilt for their, their players running on the their team, their fans running on the field. So uh, they're trying to make some money, says Pierre. Well, well anyway. kudos to Vanderbilt, though, because, I mean, yeah, they've they won two, two SEC games in a row. That's the first time since 2018 that they've won two SEC games in a row. So looking yeah. at the playoff standings as they are up until 7 o'clock tonight, what is your guys' projections as to what they're going to yeah. do? I think the top four are going to stay. Right. And I think LSU and USC are going to move up. If, and you know, of course, Michigan, Ohio State plays this week, so they're going to keep them in there probably two and three. You know, they're going to have them two and three or two and four, something like that. But that way they'll have that matchup going. LSU and, you know, LSU's hanging around could be the first two loss team to get into the uh, big four. But USC, they'd love to have USC. Tennessee, I think Tennessee's going to stay ahead of Alabama, but Tennessee's out. Tennessee's out of contention. Yeah. So, I, but your big six are going to, like I said, your your four, and then LSU to five, and USC to six. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. So, what do we got coming up in rivalry weekend, except for Virginia, Virginia Tech? Uh, Notre Dame, USC, yep. Michigan, Ohio State. We got now this one. 
it has it has effects on the Big 12 championship. Kansas, Kansas State, because if Kansas beats Kansas State, then Texas sneaks into the Big 12 championship against TCU. TCU's already in because Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State. That opened the door for Kansas if they can beat Kansas State. You got Texas Baylor, in which Baylor always gets up for Texas and when they play Texas A&M. You got that one. You got your Battle of Arizona. You got the Washington, the Apple Cup for Washington, Washington State. You got the Oregon, Oregon State. Uh, the Civil War. You got the Egg Bowl. Of course, you got the Iron Bowl with uh, Alabama, Auburn, and you got your. LSU, Texas A&M, that could be sneaky if Texas A&M pulls an upset on A&M or uh, LSU. Carolina, and North Carolina State, they, uh, you know, they're both in beaten lately, but they both were top 25 teams, so when they're trying to sneak into the top 25, get a better bowl. Yeah, I, yep. correct. Iowa and Nebraska, does, does Iowa stay in there to see if they can still be in for the uh, West? The West go get killed by Michigan or Ohio State. All they, they have in- to do is beat Nebraska and they're in. Yeah, and you got Indiana, Purdue, Kentucky, Louisville, uh, South Carolina, Clemson, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Florida, Florida State, those uh, traditional in-state non-conference rivalries. You got, uh, I think, Syracuse, BC, which, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. it is what it is. But it is rivalry, except like the Big 12, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, they moved theirs a week early so because they thought back in the day, you know, they didn't, when they brought the Big 12 championship, they didn't want them playing Bedlam and then turning right around and playing in the Big 12 championship. So right. that's, that's basically what you got there in college football right now. And, All right. Uh, real quick, on co- real quick, uh, the EA Sports announced that the uh, co- that EA Sports College football uh, comes back in summer of 23. Remember, this is what opened up the door for the NIL because of the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit for college football and college basketball, and they want to use regular college football players, and they are willing to pay. So we'll see. Okay. Well, we got a lot and of holiday tournaments are going on. Holiday tournaments are going on in basketball. <laughs> sure but, and the baseball. Yeah, all right, baseball. Many, many baseball, not moves, but just stuff that the, the rewards were given out. We need to, to talk about them because, of course, we would have done a lot of that last week. Baseball, uh, MLB, uh, um, we, we'll do the lottery in San Diego on December 6th. The worst six teams will be in the lottery, the first baseball lottery uh, with the six worst records. Uh, Justin Verlander, Verlander opted out, and he'll uh, be a free agent. Uh, James, now here's something I don't know much about, and we only heard the, this message, last, and I need to ask about it. James Click is le- leaving Houston as the GM. He's Correct. the first GM since uh, Larry McPhail in 1947 of the Yankees to leave a World Series winner. What is the story behind the story with this? Uh, he, they offered him a one-year contract, and he wanted more than a one-year contract. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that organization, now he's a new GM because he came in, didn't they fire the one that was involved in the cheating scandal? Yes. Yeah, that was Jeff, yeah, yes. was Jeff Lunau. Right. So, but, I mean, they've maintained, I mean, they may have enough strength as an organization to just not miss a beat and just, you know, grab right. somebody and uh, move on, you know. And uh, did, the, go thing ahead, Robert. That, the thing with that, Chris, oh, they <coughs> offered Click the one-year deal. They offered Baker the one-year deal. Baker took it, clicked it, and the assistant GM, uh, who would have been next in line to be the GM? He already left because now he's working with the Giants. So okay. Uh, and David and obviously Brown, the reason that Baker took the deal and Click didn't Baker is seventy three years old. Click is not. Right. So. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Jason Brown today got signed to a contract extension with the Phillies through twenty twenty seven. So okay. Well, good luck to the Phillies because we know what's going to happen down the road. But that's what yep. they're doing. Yep. Uh, Cl- Clayton Kershaw was to sign a one year for twenty million. I don't know if he did. He did. All I ever heard yep. was that he's he okay to stay with the Dodgers. Uh, Michael Harris, Atlanta, and Julio Rodriguez of Seattle are the rookies of the year. And, of course, those are smart franchises. They already have them signed up for Fishy and Rodriguez's case a long time. I think Harris, five or six years. So uh, they've already done that. Uh, 
for their long-term future. Uh, Jock Peterson uh, from the, the Giants and uh, Martin Perez uh, from Texas. Uh, I don't know, what they took, they they took qualifying offs. They oh, they took, took the qualifying offs. They were the only one. There were like 14 players that had them, and they were the only ones. Yes, if I kept reading, I would have known that. $19.6 <laughs> million they're going to get. Um, okay, and then Tyler Anderson from the Dodgers uh, to the Angels for three years and uh, – uh, for four, no, I'm not sure the price on three him, and uh, three and forty. Forty, okay, forty million, and they're both. He's a pitcher. Um, Terry Francona is manager of the year from for Cleveland, and uh, Buck Showalter has won it for the fourth time with four different teams. He's won it with the. Uh, this time, of course, with the Mets, he won it with the Yankees, Texas, and Baltimore before the Mets. He's, uh, there are other four-time winners. Bobby Cox won it four times with uh, Toronto once and the Braves uh, uh, three times. And La Russa also won four uh, with uh, Oakland, Chicago, and St. Louis. And uh, uh, and Showalter has won it also in four different decades. So that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Rizzo uh, did re-up with the Yankees three years. Uh, and the last year is a club option for about 34 uh 17 million per year for that. Um, Let's see. And there really hasn't, uh, I'm just switching pages, but it doesn't seem like there's been a whole lot of uh, movement in other areas. Uh, John John Shervin for the Royals, the owner is going to, they're going to leave Kauffman Stadium. You know, that's only 50 years old. They built it in 73 and they refurbished it too. And he's going to build his own for 2 billion, he says, and we have a ball park district in Kansas City. And what he's thinking of is sort of the Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft model of get a whole, get your own shopping mall, that whole kind of thing, you know, that can open the, you know, uh, that way, and that can be good. Uh, Sandy, Sandy Alcantara for the Marlins, and Justin Verlander, the free agent, as we know, uh, for uh, won the uh, Cy Young Award. Uh, let's see, the, 19, uh, the 2024 All-Star Game will take place in Texas, and we know... Uh, oh, don't have Okay, yeah, that's right. I should say Arlington. Uh, Twenty. Yeah. You know, sometimes my uh, Miss A says that something that's happening in Arlington, Texas, is happening in Arlington, Massachusetts. But that's just yeah. the way she is. Uh, Twenty-three. It's going to be in Seattle. Twenty-four in Texas, and twenty-six for our two hundred fiftieth anniversary back in Philadelphia, as we had it seventy-six. So there we go. And we don't know about twenty-five yet. And then. Uh, now, let's see. MVP is uh, Paul Goldschmidt for the Cardinals. And in the uh, American League, no surprise, Aaron Judge. And uh, Arizona sent Cooper Hummel, a catcher outfielder, to Seattle for outfielder Kyle Lewis. And Steve Fiziak, after 43 years of doing baseball one place or another, retiring from the Kansas City booth. And he's going to be replaced by Jake Eisenberg. And he's the voice of the uh, Omaha Storm Chasers and also maybe known to folks as the guy who was coming in replacing Howie Rose some of the times uh, with the Mets. So, and he's a very good announcer. So they're going to, I guess they're going to have Denny Matthews. Some, and he also did some Royal games during their COVID outbreak. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's going to be there with uh, uh, Steve Stewart. With uh, Steve Stewart. And I, I guess, does Ryan LeFevre go over on the radio? Very seldom. He He will probably be the full-time TV guy. Okay. And then, uh, and then let's see about the, uh, okay, that was about the Mets. And the Dodgers released Cody Bellinger. And that, that wasn't surprising because there was an article that David USF sent out that said that they might do that because he's just uh, hasn't done anything. And, you know, and he's uh, the MVP in 2019, but they've mm-hmm. lost faith in him. And, and you guys wanted to talk about a trade the Reds made. So what, yeah, but what let's, hit, let's hit the Mets and the Yankees for just a second first, and then okay. we'll bring you in and talk about the Reds. Um, but the Mets, the MLB is investigating communication between the Mets and the Yankees because the Mets apparently contacted the Yankees and said, "Hey, we're, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna aggressively go after Aaron Judge, things like that." So they're investigating that. 
Um, I don't know why the Mets would do that, but they no. did so. And but the Yankees, of course, <laughs> they don't return the the friendship because the Yankees said yesterday that they definitely are in in Jacob Degrom. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and as far as Aaron Judge is concerned, guys, he is currently out in San Francisco meeting with the Giants today. So correct. We'll, we'll see what but he's going to also meet with a lot of teams, apparently. Yeah. Right. So, but we but all know what can happen on Thanksgiving. We know what happened to Kurt Schilling. So if they can yes. take him to th- a nice Thanksgiving dinner, that might get settled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But the the trade we want to talk about a little bit for a couple couple minutes here is uh, Kyle Farmer was traded from the Reds to the Twins. Now most people kind of regard Kyle Farmer as a Pretty good infielder. He's not a great hitter, but he's a decent infielder. But, Bill, the Reds players are not pleased about this. No, because they said he was the heart and soul of the team. And they're probably right about that. He was a media favorite. He was everyone's favorite. And he came over in that Dodgers trade they made three or four years ago with Homer Bailey. That was he was part of that deal and he was on the Dodgers and he was well like there. It's just he came up for arbitration this time and they were gonna owe him six million dollars and the Reds never made a contract they liked. So uh-huh. if they can save money, then they're going to do it and they picked up a reliever from the twins, twins. in yep. the farm organization a prospect yeah a and suspect. of course what the reds what the reds say bill to their response is well we have a lot of shortstop prospects coming and we want to give them a chance that's of course their you know that's what their explanation is the problem now, is he can just one second he can play Sorry, third bill. base in the other places too and I think they could have found a spot for him. It's like they need a catcher. They could reach out and get Tucker Barnard back for a backup catcher. But they yep. say they have no money coming in, but they have three contracts with MLB, you know, Valley yeah. Sports, and another contract. So they're making a lot of money. They and, oh, and yeah. they're still and they're still paying Joey Votto a whole lot of money. Well, now, this is the and, last year for that. I think this is. And Robert, I well, get you in just one yeah. second. But the reason they made that trade with the Twins, of course, is because the Twins traded uh, Gio Urshela, who was kind of a middle infielder, third baseman type, to the Angels. So the Twins had to find somebody to pick up that slack. Okay, Robert, go ahead. Well, you you took my thunder, Perry. I was just going to ask you, because I'm not familiar with Kyle. Uh, does he play third base? Because uh, Well, as Bill just said, what, yes, he can. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, because Orchella is now a member of the Angels, mm-hmm. and the Twins are going to need to third baseman, so maybe that's where he's going to play. So that's okay. Are there any more baseball before we move to the NBA? We've there got isn't, but Pierre. There isn't, but Pierre wants to come in. Maybe he wants to talk baseball. Pierre, do you want to talk baseball? He'll prevent. He'll try to prevent the NBA for as long as possible. Yes. Go ahead, Pierre. Well, he wants to prevent hockey. If it was hockey, I'd have been in a long time. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I read an article this morning, you know, whether they're just blowing smoke or not, but uh, the Yankees said they're not going to pursue Jacob DeGrom. Really? Now, I, I saw... And, uh, now, and this is some of the things you hear, you know, with, with baseball this time of year, because right. I had read a different article this morning that says they absolutely are. Uh, now, Perry, I read the same article that you did. So. Okay, go ahead, Pierre. But, uh, you know, I think this is going to be an interesting offseason because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with uh, without the uh, uh, a shift rule, mm-hmm. they're going to have to get different type of players. That's right. Because they're going to have to have more speed. Your your shortstop is going to have to have a lot of range, and so when they look into college 
people, they're going to have to look at different types of players now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Right. It's going to be a different game next year. It is. With the, obviously, just to refresh the memory for two seconds, with the shift going away and the pitch clock coming in. So That's right. And everybody playing everybody, the other part of it. So those are the three big changes coming up. Okay, any more baseball? Nope, I think. The extra inning rule will stay the same, guys. Yes. Correct. Uh, no extra, no uh, full full uh, throttle on the extra innings for playoffs, but the uh, runner on second for uh, regular yep. season. That's okay, right. for the NBA, Kyrie uh, Irving finally cooked up, a, I think it was the third try, cooked up an apology <laughs> that people are pretending to buy anyway, although I'm not. I think he's not going to yeah. change anything really, but he's, no. he apologized. He was actually suspended for eight games, as it turned out. And, uh, you know, he's back, and he'll, for now, he'll do something crazy again. Now, now one, thing, Chris, one thing, Chris, that you said when this happened is, that the players didn't really care about that right. issue. That's right. 100% true because immediately when he was suspended, LeBron James came out and called for the immediate end to his suspension. It wasn't warranted. Yep. Right. No, unfortunately, yeah. there's a lot of anti-Semitism in the black community, and it's very unfortunate, and it's just uh, the way it is. And they see the, you know, what always happens is you see the guy just above you and sometimes maybe the merchants that they didn't like in their neighborhoods and they get down on them and they might have been Jewish or whatever. There's just been things that are ingrained in many, many black folks, and it's very sad. And black Muslims. Anyway, it was wrong. Stuff. It was wrong anyway, that he's back now. He is back. And uh, for till, till he's not. Uh, and and uh, Jock Vaughn, this was happened like a couple weeks ago. I almost forgot, but Jock Vaughn got the job permanently with the uh, with the Nets now. Uh, the Nets uh, did not hire Ime Udoka, and that now means that uh, he's still suspended. And uh, so Jock Vaughn, apparently Kevin uh, Kevin Durant and you know Jock Vaughn was had his blessings. So uh, okay, yeah. there you go. You know he's you know that the GM named Kevin Durant. That's the yeah. GM named Kevin. First GM in the NBA uh, that was a player. A player GM was Kobe, I think. But anyway, um, so, well, actually, uh, who was it? Uh, Magic Johnson got his coach fired when it was early right. on. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so um, so he's going to be there. And, uh, that, you know, he's been there since 16. So, you know, they'll, they'll do what they do, and we'll see how they go with Kyrie back. But they played pretty well without him, really. And, uh, and the, uh, uh, Robert has already talked about them, the Warriors losing their eight games in a row on the road. And that's the worst uh, – Starts at 98-99 by a defending champion on the road. Uh, the Bulls did uh, something similar, and uh, we'll see. So, and of course, that's no Michael Jordan. You know, you always have to. I was wondering why the Celtics weren't there. They lost Bill Russell after '69. When you have a major change like that, Tyrese Maxey out for three to four weeks. Now we'd say two to three. I wrote it down last week uh, with a small fracture in his foot, similar to the one that James Harden has. And uh, uh, let's see. And we already talked about Jock Vaughn. And uh, let's see. And Orlando, uh, yeah, chose Jock Vaughn. I didn't know. I had a feeling he'd been coach, but he was the Orlando coach for 2012-2015. I don't think he had a whole lot of success, but anyway. So, any other NBA notes before we quickly hit the NHL? Nope. All right. The Hall of Famers for the NHL were were Daniel and (laughs) Henrik Sedin, the uh, Sedin twins from, they played for Vancouver, didn't they, uh, Robert? Yeah, Yeah. their their entire career, yep. Yep, I thought so. And uh, Daniel Alfredson, who played for Ottawa, he got in. And Roberto Luongo, I think he played a few places as a goalie, did he not? Yeah, uh, he, uh, most notably for Vancouver, but he did play in Florida. Was he the goalie when the uh, Bruins played them in the finals? That is correct, yep. All right. (laughs) And uh, New Jersey has won now 13 games in a row, but, but, uh, 
It's not really that near a record yet. Uh, USF went in and did some research for us. Pittsburgh won 17 in a row in the 92-93 season. Stanley Cup? No. Remember, I was talking about the Bruins and the teams with these records don't get the Stanley Cup. 93 was the Canadiens. That was coming off of two Stanley Cups, but they didn't win it that year. And then uh, and then unbeaten streak is Philadelphia at 79-80 and 80 for 35 uh, for the unbeaten. That's quite a thing. And uh, 25 wins and 10 ties. And, and now, uh, now that, we don't have a tie, so. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, but uh, to stay unbeaten uh, <coughs> it will not be uh, easy. Yeah, it's even going to be harder to do that. I think that's a record yeah. that won't be broken. That's did right. they win the Stanley Cup? Eh, nope. No, the Islanders yeah. did in 1980. So there you go. So this is, again, harking back to the kind of thing that we talked about with the Dodgers, uh, you know, during the, and David was all happy with the Dodgers, and rightfully so. But, you know, you, you just, it's the playoffs is, is another story, and you don't know what's going to happen. And I'm very happy about the Bruins. I'm very happy about the Celtics. And, you know, it's been a while since <laughs> both uh, and the city has had teams in the finals. It's happened before. No city, to my knowledge, has ever won both at the same time. They've been in the finals. Boston's done it a few times. Nixon and the Rangers, the year the Rangers won. Celtics uh, did it when they won, but the Bruins lost to the Flyers. You know, it's happened. The Celtics and, and Bruins did it 57 to 58, but uh, Bruins, Celtics, uh, did, Bruins didn't win either of them. So, you know, it happens. But uh, in 80, Philadelphia, uh, people forget the Islanders and the, <laughs> and the Flyers and the 76ers and the Lakers. So they didn't win either of those. So it happened. But uh, to win both, that would be the thing. Anyway, that's my NHL stuff anymore. Nope, that's it. Nope. There you go, Sean. All right, everybody. Well, first of all, we want to wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving, and I hope you have a good uh, don't eat too much. Well, go ahead and eat too much. It's okay. But if you want to listen to this when you get to those bad Sunday afternoon late games, you can download the podcast, legendoldies.com, Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher. Tell your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast or go to 773-572-3006, option 9 for Sports Lounge Live. All things radio option eight coffee club on option seven and we'll be back next week we'll be uh we'll be ready for conference championships in uh college football a little more in the nfl and who knows what's going to go on in baseball with this hot stove off season stuff but we'll see you next week